Hey, what's up, everyone? This is Jason Tucker. This is WP Water Cooler, episode number 181. Today's topic is recommended WordPress caching plugins. Let's go around the room real quick and get everyone introduced. It sounded like you said 181, but you 181. said 181. <laughs> yeah, 181 plugin episode. <laughs> Practically. 181 plugins in 30 minutes. Chris, we're in alphabetical order. You're the first one. Have at it. Hi there, I'm Chris Lama, and I blog over at chrislama.com, and I'm on Twitter at chrislama. Thanks. Awesome. Dave, how about you? I'm Dave. I'm a um, software engineer and CTO at Spectrum Technologies, and we do e-commerce stuff. Sweet. George. Hi, I'm George Zafanis. I work at Automatic, and I really like cash. (laughs) 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 Nice. Awesome. Cosper, what about you? I'm Jason Cosper. I'm the developer advocate at WP Engine, and I'm extremely embarrassed for George right now. <laughs> Somebody's got to be, because those were singles. <laughs> John Brown, how about you? Uh, I'm John Brown. I'm the owner of a custom web development shop called Nine Seeds. Uh, also a digital nomad and traveler. Uh, we build cool stuff with WordPress. What about you, Lucy? How's it going? It's going. Um, hey, I'm Lucy. I am with WP Rocket, which happens to be a caching plugin, um, and I do customer happiness over there. Awesome. Steve. I am Steve Zingan. I'm the founder of Zeke Interactive, and I run the OC WordPress Meetup. And we're meeting tonight in my office at 7 p.m. Woohoo! I will see you there. I'm Jason Tucker. You can find me Jason Tucker on Twitter. I blog over at jasontucker.us and wpmedia.pro. So, today's topic, we're talking about caching. Uh, you know, when we were talking about this uh, over the weekend, trying to figure out what we're, what we're going to be discussing, I, I thought, you know, I do have caching. I have Pagely, and I have WP Engine. What else do I need? <laughs> <laughs> that is so actually people, a very good caching strategy. Very if, if people don't know what, what caching is, uh, it is the, it, when you're working with a modern CMS, uh, content management system. GPS. It's when you're using a GPS to find those little coins hidden behind trees. That's geocaching. What caching is, let me tell you a story. I'll take a page out of Chris's book and I'll tell a story. So, (laughs) in days of yore, when we needed a new book or something, you'd go to a monastery and the scribe would sit and write your book out, finish it, and hand you a book. Five Um, years later. But then Gutenberg came along and invented the printing press which meant that uh, you could spend a lot of time getting the pages together to print a book, but then from that one, it's a lot easier to print a thousand copies. And that was a leap forward in technology at the time because it helped the rapid spread of knowledge around the world. Uh, Caching is like that. Um, If I ask you, uh, what's the square root of 79, you'd probably just stop, look it up, and give me a number. But right after you tell me the answer, I ask you again, what's the square root of 79? You already know the answer. You can just tell it back to me again. Caching's like that. Instead of having to recalculate the square root of 79 every single time, you can just remember the answer from I, last time I don't know, and serve it right back out. I don't know why we're bringing math into this, because that just makes it more complicated. Because math rules the world. Your, your modern CMS uses a database to store things. Your articles, your posts, your pictures. There's a database. And caching lets you skip that database because, like George said, it saves it for you. So after one person makes a request of something, it'll save it so that the second person that asks gets it immediately without that trip back to the database to get it. So caching makes your site to your customers faster 
it loads everything up faster. It moves everything up faster. And the reason we're having this this article, uh, or this the reason we're talking about this today, is because we recently saw an article on WP Tavern about the fact that a a caching plugin has not been abandoned. Which of course, whenever you have to write an article that says it's not been abandoned, maybe you're wondering if it actually has been abandoned. Um, <laughs> but that makes that makes you wonder. Wait a minute. The older a plugin is, and this is true for pretty much any resource online, the older a plugin is or the older a article is online, the more it time it has to get traffic and point links to it, etc. And so if you've been to a lot of uh, WordCamps or you've done searches on Google and looked for a recommendation, you likely get some of the oldest solutions rather than the newest solutions which does raise the potential that you're getting a recommendation that may be out of date. And so uh, when we were talking about the topic, we thought, well, why don't we talk about cache plugins from a perspective of today, not what used to be awesome three years ago, um, but what, what may be awesome today. Uh, so Lucy, tell us a little about what WP Rocket does. Um, okay, so WP Rocket is actually a premium uh, caching plugin. We don't have a free version that's in the repo. Um, but it's a page caching plugin, so um, you know it's not um, I don't know object cache or some of these other types. I'm not sure if we're going to get into that, but uh, specifically a page caching plugin, um, you basically just install it, activate it, um, caching, and a bunch of other sort of best practices and uh, optimization are activated right away. We've got some other features like um, lazy load and minification and things like that which you can choose to activate uh, but the main feature is um, page caching and uh, it's gonna make your site faster. Now Cosper, if you're using someone like WP Engine do we still recommend that people also add maybe three or four caching plugins to their site so that they can get as much <laughs> as much caching as possible. At WP Engine, uh, we um, specifically disallow most uh, caching plugins. There is uh, a single one that we actually currently allow, and that is WP Rocket. Um, it is because WP Rocket does some additional optimizations, uh, and they know and respect our caching layer and work within the constraints uh, presented. And uh, that's actually why uh, I really love and respect WP Rocket is because they take all of the minification, all of the optimization parts, and uh, effectively they can handle that while uh, our caching layer does its thing. So wait. So you're go, saying let's go, we let's go back. Let's go back to a question that Chris asked. So if I add, if I'm not on WP Engine and I put three caching plugins in, then I get three <laughs> times the caching? Oh, totally. Try it and see what happens. <laughs> yeah. That's like when, if I put all the SEO plugins in my site, then I get triple the SEO. You well, kind of do. That's, <laughs> that's, that's what people do with security too, right? Just get three <laughs> security plugins. And, so uh, just, and for, just for our audience that doesn't understand, this last 30 seconds has been sarcasm. Very much. Do not do this. Steve, so, can you look so up let sarcasm? Me, let me we give an yeah. analogy because I, I stomped on Chris's analogy. Sorry about that. You were, you were rocking and I totally interrupted you. But like, it's kind of like if you visit a website, like this is the analogy I like to use. If you visit a website, it's like asking for a sandwich or to see what a sandwich looks like. And if the website has to build that whole sandwich from scratch to show you what it looks like, then that takes a lot of time. Whereas what caching does is 
somebody builds a sandwich and takes a picture of it. And now all that, the next person who comes along gets to see a picture of the sandwich, right? Like, they just, they go, oh, that's what the sandwich looks like. But what if I want the actual sandwich? I can't well, eat a picture, John Brown. <laughs> <laughs> well, I could, hungry. I just don't want You're to. You're just looking for the picture. But then, within <laughs> that sandwich, there's different kinds of caching, right? Like, you can, you have object caching, you have fragment caching, all of this geeky development technical stuff. Sure, might... so object caching would be like having the uh, turkey pre-sliced, so you don't yes. have to slice it if you want to make a like, sandwich. So there's, there's <laughs> levels of caching within the sandwich. <laughs> Okay, but when we having... start talking about things like it's a great analogy. and so, object so, so are we, else, and are we it, saying that the yeah, now, and in, we also need to be careful? Is with, what if I want spicy mustard versus the plain mustard? mustard? But it <laughs> also enables some of the, the sub sandwich. Now, okay, there's so what, when we're talking about WD there Rocket, there's a lot of stuff. There's a lot of stuff in Rocket. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, Lisa. There's a lot of stuff there that's far beyond just caching. It's and also introducing a lot more like uh, optimizations, more akin to like uh, Google's mod page speed, for example. Right. I mean, we have you know options for minification, CSS minification, JS, um, HTML. We have lazy load that you can activate. So these are some of the features um, that you can activate when you're on WP Engine, for example. Um, so yeah, there are other things that WP Rocket does. Um, in addition to the page caching. So, um, yeah, we're super happy about um, the, being allowed on WP Engine so <laughs> customers can get those other features as well. But uh, just to make it clear for everyone, no, do not add multiple caching plugins to your website. Just I mean, add. historically, one of the most confusing things about caching plugins is that the settings and configuration screen for them used to be this list of, like, 50 options that nobody understood. I mean, I always thought for years that it would be the best business plan if someone would just say, I am the guy that goes to every single person's website, charges them 50 bucks a site, and just configures it to work well on their host. Mm -hmm. well, because so many folks would install it and think, okay, it's done now, right? Yeah. When you and really that need to actually tune it. But, and that changed over time, right? So WP Supercache had an easy-to-use interface, and W3 Total Cache had a very advanced user interface, and then they flip-flopped. <laughs> and now, right, one, so it's, they, they, they evolve. Kind of. Well, I think one of the things to keep in mind is that there are different kinds of caching depending on your hosting. Mm -hmm. So one of the big issues with W3 Total Cache back in the day was that people would install it and it would actually slow down their site. But the reason was because the default options relied on caching things, but there wasn't a, like memcached or any kind of object cache installed on really basic shared hosting. So it was writing that stuff to disk and in process actually slowing down page loads. Yep. But nope. so it, it nope. essentially is always going to be somewhat of a geeky technical thing to know what the best kind of caching is. And I think that lends itself to the the end user needs either a prepackaged solution like WP Engine provides or Pagely provides, um, where they don't they don't have to worry about it, or a really well architected plugin like WP Rocket that kind of takes some of that stuff into account on its own. But here's here's what you don't want. Right, you don't want a free plugin that you install that then upsells you to the pro version, and then disappears from the planet for ten months, and then needs an article on WP Tavern to tell you that it's still around. Right? Just a flesh wound. Just because. Not dead yet. <laughs> well, so, turn me into a newt. <laughs> so the the reality is, when it comes to when it comes to caching, the most important part of all this is 
whether you're evolving the UI or not, whether you're uh, interacting with hosts well or not, is that there's an active engagement of the plugin and that it's taking awareness of how things are happening and how hosts are changing and how the software is changing because the last thing you want is to be relying on a cache plugin that then doesn't activate or has conflicts with the most recent version of WordPress, right? True. So behind this, we've been talking up to this point about a number of different types of caching, uh, about full page caching, about fragment caching, about uh, object caching. Let's give a very quick overview from the lowest level to the highest level of what each one is and some examples of each. So to start, object caching is a very but low wait, level cache. Wait, are we going to do it with the notion of a hamburger, a cheeseburger, a double cheeseburger, or a, a pastrami sandwich? What are we, what are we using? <laughs> I like pastrami sandwich on rye. But, um, it doesn't have enough parts, It's my so metaphor. We you get vegetarian. Make club sandwich. Don't use a seven-layer burrito. That's what we use for networking. Um, according, to, according to Wikipedia, a sandwich is... <laughs> Thank you, Steve. The most basic level of caching is the object cache, which is if you're asking your database saying, hey, get me post ID 87, uh, your WordPress will talk to an object cache like memcached or Redis or something and say, here's post ID 87, remember this thing, and then spit it back out to me faster when I want it later. And if you have no idea what memcache or Redis is, your host probably doesn't have it, so you don't need to worry about it. But, but, <laughs> yes. the, point, but the point for non-techies that are watching is that is server-specific. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That's servers not, are created equal. Right. I mean, a lot of these things will integrate with an external, uh, like uh, program running on your server or the web app you're, or the web app, or the web server you're running on the server. Uh, or another server that lives between your web server and the users. So, I mean, that's object caching, which just stores bits of data. Then you can do frag fragment caching and whole page caching can actually live completely in WordPress. Uh, fragment caching would, for example, store... Um, this is what the header of my site looks like. I'm not going to rebuild that every single time uh, that I happen to view a page. It's as is consistent across all my pages. So... I'll just cache the header and spit that out. And there's not really a plugin that does that very well to my experience, but that can be done in themes pretty well. But the reason you'd want something like that is because something like comments, right, is mm -hmm. something you don't necessarily want cached, right? So you might want the rest of the page cached, but comments needs to be live, right, if you're using, if you're using internal yeah. WordPress comments. Mm -hmm. Yeah, sure. the thing we most often wrap fragment caches around, and it's custom code to do it, is widgets. Like, we will have widgets or some mm -hmm. kind of section of a site that's really expensive to generate popular posts or re related posts or stuff like that. And, you and WordPress core provides a transience API, which is ideal for storing that. Yep. Uh, yeah, and actually will upsample itself and use a local server like Redis or Memcache if it's available. Yeah, it's, it's, really, oh. it's really the oil and vinegar on the sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> nice. so George, what's uh, page caching? So page caching then is what you see a lot of things like W3 Total Cache or Super Cache or Bat Cache do, um, which take the whole page once it's been done and it saves it either straight to disk or in memcached or something so it can pull it out and serve it up without having to generate everything on the page again. The so tricky part is. Yes, so if you're this over aggressive in your caching, 
when someone uh, sends in a new comment or says, "I uh, hold the onions, please," uh, you then have to go back and regenerate the entire page again, uh, which is what fragment caching can help with because then you can just take the onions out and say, "Here, take a picture of this." Or you do it with JavaScript. Right. Um, then beyond that, that's still in WordPress actually running it. Beyond that, you can have several things on the web server, um, like uh, Nginx, which can ha handle its own full page caching, and then WordPress can invalidate that when needed. Uh, and Varnish, which is Nginx caching, will write the cache to disk, whereas uh, Varnish, by my understanding, writes it into memory. So that lives in RAM, which is much, much quicker. Uh, but And you want that to only be the most commonly hit things on the server. So if you have a page that's going viral, that might make it into MemCat, or might, might make it into Varnish. Uh, if you have images that are getting loaded by every page, that might make it into Varnish. Because then the server doesn't even need to hit your local disk, whether that's a spin-up disk or solid-state drives, and load it much more quickly and spit it out. Yep. Excellent. <laughs> <laughs> Drop the microphone, walk away. Yeah. So and that's that, it, that would be a magazine that the restaurant gives that has all, everything already in it. And lovely. Yeah. Those classic that's, restaurant magazines. That's the, menu, yes. the, the picture menu of the entire thing. And then Cloudflare is the concierge that tells you what they have. So <laughs> recently we saw an article by... Taylor Lovett, and I think I think this has just been a, a more a, a most recent update. Is that right? Right. Yeah. And and uh, he wrote an article called um, "Comparison of Popular WordPress ca Caching Solutions," and it has a kind of a rating and scoring for a whole bunch of different uh, plugins. I don't think WP Rocket is there. Um, I think but, he only did the free plugins, the the freely available uh, plugins yeah. in the repo. Yep. Well, uh, let's talk about the free plugins of the repo. I love WP Rocket, but what other options are out there these days? Because we talk about W3 Total Cache not being abandoned, but not actually being updated in eight months. Um, what else is out there that's good? Well, if you want something that just works and is relatively simple, you may want to look at WP Super Cache. Mm -hmm. It does a lot of things. It doesn't do everything. Um, but it does a lot of things that, uh, for someone who doesn't know a lot, and is just like, look, I just want an easy solution. Let me just put it in place and let me, let me run stuff on the on the page casting side. Uh, it does pretty well, and it's relatively easy to get installed and run. Yeah, I've used SuperCache um, before uh, starting work at WP Engine, where we don't require any sort of uh, caching plugins. Uh, I've used uh, WP SuperCache for. Uh, years and years on other sites, and it's always fairly rock solid. It's it's basic, um, but it does the job you need it to do. So it's basic because it doesn't include like the lowest level object caching kind of stuff, right? Like it, it's a it's a top level page cache. So if you have a mostly static site, like your typical business brochure marketing media site, um, it's a fantastic solution for that because you've got very static content. Uh, if you're leaning on, uh, if you uh, do something like move your comments to something like discuss mm -hmm. uh, or something like that, um, that also uh, is helpful uh, for something like um, WP Supercache or static page cache like that. For sure. 
Look, WP Super Cache will get you pretty far. Um, and for most basic sites that aren't doing a ton of traffic, it's fine. Um, where you get stuck sometimes with WP Super Cache, or at least my clients do, is uh, sometimes it'll hold on to those cache pages a little bit longer or get confused with logins. Right, so somebody who's not experienced with that may make a change to a post or add a new post and may not see that change immediately happen because it's gotten stuck, uh, technical terms, stuck in WP Super Cache. Um, right, it, and it just means that it's it hasn't gone through its timeout process yet and not all servers are created equally. But, like I said, for a free plugin, it'll get you pretty far. I, I'm going to tell a quick story here of one of the reasons you need to be a little bit careful with all of the caching plugins. In this case, it was W3 Total Cache that, that was the, the topic of the story. But I had a client who every once in a while would email me, and I'm talking like a month or two apart, and be like, people are seeing old content on my, my site. And it was, a, it was a, like a real estate listing kind of site. And they're like, they're seeing these properties from months ago. This was supposed to be fixed months ago. And really you know, frankly, irate, upset customer, and I'd, I would look at the site, and it'd be totally fine. And it, I would check it, I would clear Cloudflare, I would clear, like, all of the stuff that she had running, and it was totally fine. And it wasn't until literally months later, when she was still having this problem, that I went digging through the server and realized that <clears throat> once upon a time, we had installed W3 Total Cache. Mm -hmm. And when it got uninstalled, there was still an HD Access file <laughs> out there somewhere, where if you went to this one particular page, it would redirect you to a cached version of that page from six months ago. Yep. And I'm just so trying to take it like that this weekend. Yep. One of the things you always have to be careful with these caching plugins is if you deactivate them is how they clean themselves up, but also understand that once you install them, you are raising the hurdle of support, Like, and there is a technical support hurdle that's going to happen even with the best of them. Yeah, there's um, going to be a learning curve. Where things are going to be more complicated than they would be if, if you weren't running it. Yeah, it's totally you should, true. You should probably actually just fully delete, not just deactivate. If you're so John, between, when you're... Because they don't... Supercache and W3 don't necessarily remove stuff if you just deactivate. It's like pastrami that's left in the corner of your room. And it's just been sitting there for days and days, and you don't realize I it. Would, I would say it's more like a banana pepper that accidentally got put on your sandwich, and everything still tastes like banana pepper. Um, from what Lucy was saying, if you are just going to delete a plugin, that's fine, but do make sure you actually deactivate it first, because there are uninstall hooks that may try to, like, um, like remove a couple lines that they may have added earlier to your HDI. Yeah, I, yeah, I mean deactivate. Delete's delete fine, but the don't admin. just like delete it when it's alive. Yeah, don't delete it via FTP and expect it to just magically clean right. itself up after. Well, most of the stuff doesn't this stuff get, end up getting stored in the uploads directory anyhow. So you may want to even look in there just to no. see if that stuff. No, that stuff's not stored there anymore. No, it's in a, it depends yeah, on which plugin you're using. Yeah. yeah, they're all different. WP content slash cache. W3 content slash W3TC, like you'll see all sorts of different things. They may actually change some settings. They, there's a, there's that object, oh, it's that caching settings file that gets uh, put into WP content. Yeah. Oh, uh, advanced cache.php. That's, yeah. Oh, yeah. They'll change that, and then they'll also put an HD oh, access rules that'll proxy <laughs> you to the root. So, yeah, I've seen all sorts of things. So I guess the main thing is, is none of these are the same. They're all different. They're all going about it a different way, and you're definitely going to need to you know, dig around in some documentation to figure out, did it actually remove itself, and well, is something, you know, 
laying there. And, and the key, the key to this is really, and we've talked about it several times, uh, you know, on this on this uh, water cooler so far. Uh, the key is to figure out what the actual problem is that you're trying to solve, right? So that's why you need to work with a developer. If if you're actually having slowness, you need to find out where that slowness is happening so that you're addressing it uh, and not putting a bandaid on. A lot of these caches, uh, caching plugins, are band-aids, frankly, for uh, for something that could be fixed differently. Yeah, it might just be a uh, server host configuration that needs to be changed. Right. It it might it might be a poorly uh, developed theme or a plugin that's just causing some slowness. Yeah. Yeah, I've yeah. seen plenty There's of certain... themes that are poorly coded that are doing things like querying every single comment individually from admin Ajax and just spiking loads like you wouldn't believe wow. that are just doing <laughs> horrible things. And then you're like, no plugin is going to magically fix that. Yeah. And, and and again, it, it may be a well-designed plugin that you just have configured uh, incorrectly. I, I had a, a site recently, and I had the security plug security plugin running on it. Nothing wrong with the security plugin, but there was a conflict with the way it was sending out emails that was causing some server slowness, right? And because it was generating emails, it was creating a backlog, right? So again, there's there's so many things that could go wrong on a server. A caching plugin is, is is could be just a band-aid for for yeah. uh, finding what the actual problem is. I mean, in in the end, um, caching is easy. Uh, in properly invalidating a cache, that's where the hard problems come in. Mm -hmm. uh, so knowing uh, I've updated uh, this post or I've deleted this comment, uh, what all things do I need to purge the cache from so that they rebuild? Uh, you may have thought, okay, great, I'll just delete the front-end cache. Are you caching your uh, RSS feed? Are you caching uh, some response data from the WP JSON API? Are you caching somewhere else that it may still be stuck? So I was I was going to make a, a joke earlier with John Brown because you know when your contact when your client Don't contacted you, bring it on, bring it on. When, when your client contacted you, I'm sure your response was. Well, it's working for me, and then you just went about your business. Not a little bit more than that, but okay. no. I'll allow it. Here's Steve, the deal: if something, if something Steve is doesn't get like that, if if something's going wrong like that, where you're seeing something different than your client or whoever's testing, mm -hmm. one of the keys is to figure out what the difference is uh, in in your browsers. Right? Open an incognito window so that you've got no uh, no other settings going on. Make sure you're looking at the same thing. Because the other cache that we didn't talk about is browser cache, right? So far, yeah. all we've talked about is server cache. When you're having that kind of problem, it might just be a browser cache issue. Which is where we went with that one. Yeah. yeah. Or it, it could be a proxy, which yeah. I've had this happen uh, with, with both here at my oh, work yeah. as well as other places. They'll have a proxy sitting between them and the, and the Internet, and all that stuff's getting cached there, and then they're refreshing the page wondering why hasn't it been updated. And they just didn't set any rules up to, Steve, you know, to not Steve do that. Steve doesn't get into these problems. He manages <laughs> his clients so that these things don't happen. He's, in, constantly, in, in, he's constantly managing expectations. But for the rest oh. of the apps... No, but the absolute worst caching gotcha of all is the DNS cache. Uh, yeah. You just moved your website from one server to another, and you had a very long-lived uh, DNS cache... Uh, for if you have a, like a one-week DNS cache or a one-month DNS cache, uh, someone could pull up your website. You could be seeing it on the right server, but their ISP has the old, I has the old yeah. server cache. Yeah. So they're looking at the old server on GoDaddy where it used to be. We're just like, I'm on WP Engine over here. I'm fast as lightning, well, but they're well, looking to GoDaddy and not. Yeah, I just dealt with that with a client in Wyoming on a rural ISP who could not get to her site. 
for two weeks could not get to her site directly. She could tether to her phone and get to her site just fine. But her ISP had her DNS cache forever. Was it satellite internet, perchance? <laughs> I, I think it was some... They like, are evil when it comes to caching. No, they are. I used to be on that. Remember, I used to live off-grid. But I, 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 too well. I want to finish out one of the things I, I talked about was an incognito window. The reason that's important is if you've got a caching plugin set up, right, there's a difference between a logged-in user and a non-logged-in user, right? Mm-hmm. So WP Supercache typically will not cache anything for a logged-in user but cache everything for a non-logged-in user. So the incognito window clears all that out, and it lets you see the site as if you're a non-logged-in user. You have none of those settings going on. And so you're going to bypass the cache. I'm sorry, cache is actually going to be activated at that point. If you're logged in, you're bypassing the cache. So there is a big difference there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Steve's talking about the cookie that comes with the sandwich. And he brought it around for a circle. Software always delivers. Oh, wow. <laughs> the metaphor that doesn't stop giving. So, folks, please, if, please you're, make uh, it stop. If, if you're hungry today, check out uh, w, WP Engine or uh, Pagely or um, I think SiteGround also has their own uh, caching solution. Um, when you look at managed hosts, they will have some caching for you. If not, be sure to check out WP Rocket. Um, as they're one of the one of the best, and they're doing a lot more than just caching, but it will uh, it will be awesome and helpful. Sweet. Well, thank you all for being on the show today. I really appreciate it. Make sure you go over to our website at wprcore.com and click on the links there to subscribe. If you like this particular episode, click the thumbs up link. We would love to uh, let everybody know on the interwebs that you watched it and that you enjoyed it. And if you have any comments, suggestions, tips, tricks, whatever, anything like that, make sure you put those in the box below. Thanks, folks. See you later. Bye-bye. Bye.